Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. It's March 5th, 2021, and welcome to the Federalist Pages, where today, today I'm a little perturbed because YouTube has suspended RSBN for showing Trump's speech. Pelosi's advisor, military advisor, is asking for a permanent military force at the Capitol. Mario Cuomo is in serious trouble, and Ron DeSantis gets it right once again by saying no to the vaccine mandate in Florida. But first, let me remind you to visit us at thefederalistpages.com slash news. That's thefederalistpages.com slash news. And while you're there, I invite you to sign up for the Founding Fathers Club, where for a dollar a month or $10 a year, you can have access to all our exclusive content, including our full podcast and our detailed reports on the issues of the day. But today, to the business at hand, which is that YouTube has suspended RSBN for showing Trump's speech. Incredible. The level of censorship and the level of suppression of speech in this country is just beyond belief. This action by YouTube is beyond the pale, speaking of the beyonds. It's just absolutely amazing. I'm not sure I, there's much more that I can say than than just how audacious this is. For those of you who don't know what RSBN is, remember a couple of podcasts ago, I was telling you about Trump's speech and how well he performed. And when I did that, if you'll recall, I told you that I saw it on RSBN, which is the right-sided or the right-side broadcast network. This is a network that uh, whose call to fame came out during the campaign, and and actually even before it was actually back in 2016, they were they were broadcasting every one of Trump's speeches, and apparently it started off. It's just a complete, just grassroots movement. It started when they went out of the field and put somebody there with a camera and just broadcasted President then. Candidate president, candidate for president, Trump's speech, and uh, they got they got a huge following. Everybody started uh, tuning tuning into their broadcasts because because number one, because President Trump uh, in a rally is just a pleasure to behold. He is magnanimous, he is magnificent, and he is quite the entertainer. So at times it it comes across as a as a stand-up rock comedy routine, a political stand-up comedy routine regarding observations made about Democrats and his opponents and some of the inner experiences that he had. But nevertheless, he's he's just a magnet for people who enjoy watching spontaneous live television. And people were tuning in to RSBN, which is the only one. If you'll recall, there was a point where where the a lot of a lot of major networks and even Fox News stopped transmitting him live or they would inter, interrupt the speech to bring you some more commentary by somebody or other and people didn't want to even deal with the interruptions they wanted to see him from start to finish and RSBN was a home for that RSBN did its transmissions through YouTube and doing that they built a 1.5 million people follow following 1.5 million people they got to follow them they 
transmitted Trump's speech at CPAC, which is the one that I spoke to you about on that Sunday. And they had mentioned about how they were concerned that YouTube might cut their broadcast midstream. And I remember telling you how grateful I was that my wife and I were, actually, that the broadcast had not been cut. Yet, lo and behold, now, in retrospect, YouTube decides to tell them that they must remove the broadcast, stop transmitting the, the speech, which had gotten 4 million views, was working on getting 4 million views. And by the way, is an objective piece of news. It is a newsworthy event. It is full of information and analysis that you can obtain on an objective basis. If you are a follower of politics, if you're a follower of news, if you're a left-wing radical who hates Trump and is concerned about the possibility that Trump may run for office again, well then, you need to have access to his speech. Yet, YouTube has taken it away. Totally amazing. So what they wanted to, what they wanted to do, according to, to the RSBN uh, spokesman who was interviewed, I think by Breitbart, what they wanted to do was they wanted RSBN to put disclaimers as President Trump was speaking, correcting him for comments or claims that he may have made. These comments, of course, centered about the, the concern that President Trump has about having had the 2020 election stolen from him. And so essentially... YouTube has a <laughs> has a community rule that says that you cannot talk about or you cannot make claims or support claims that the 2020 election was stole, stolen or that there was a, a overwhelming amount of fraud in the 2020 election that could have cost the election or changed the outcome of the election. Of course, RSBN in airing the speech of President Trump was airing someone, i.e. President Trump, claiming that there had been significant tampering with the 2020 election results and that it changed the results, with which, YouTube, if you're listening, I agree. I agree. I Look, if, if you believe that the, that the election was not overturned, then show me, show me the money, baby. Show me the proof. Show me, what, do a complete and thorough investigation of how those, how those ballots moved through the balloting uh, system, how they were counted, how in the middle of the night when things were closed down, how it is that cheating did not occur. Show me how it is that those ballots, where was it, in Georgia, that were removed from the suitcases and those who are defending, the apologists are saying, that A, nobody was told to uh, leave the room, and B, those were sitting there ready to be counted for the whole day, and they were just a, nor a normal box that, that they were ready to count. Show me how that box got there, when that box got there, how those ballots got into that box, and how it is that that box contained valid ballots. Show me the signatures. Show me the envelopes in which they came. Show me the trail of events that tell me, that convinces me, that you all didn't engage in fraud. Show it to me, and I'll, you know, I will come out on 
uh, my network, the Federalist Pages, and I'll come out on the federalistpages.com slash news and write a brilliant report on how it is that the election was not stolen, but they haven't done that. They haven't done that, and they refuse to do that at every level of government. At every level of government oversight, i.e. the press, it's your job, muckrakers. The press is the journalists. Their, their hero was what? John Updike, right? Isn't it? The, the author of, I forget, the 19th century book that, that uh, pretty much brought muckraking into, into existence. And it's like the, the gold standard for, for journalists is the journalist who doesn't believe the government, who looks under every nook and cranny, cranny and, and investigates investigates what the politicians are saying to un, unleash and uncover their corruption. Isn't that the dream of the journalist? Well, do it. Do it. This is your chance. This is your chance. And if you get it correct, I mean, if you find that the, that the politicians got it correctly, that the government officials got it correctly, then guess what? You will have made America stronger. How? Because people will no longer be able to call, correctly call, or rightfully or defensively be able to call Joe Biden president-designate. They would have to acknowledge the fact that the guy won fair and square, which I doubt took place. So so, uh, YouTube somehow believes that it's, it's their authority, their right, their purpose to protect Joe Biden's election from incredibility. And in order to defend it, they believe that it's their job to shut down anybody, including President Trump, who may say differently. Now, what is the cloak? What is the what is the cloak of righteousness in which they cover themselves in order to be able to do this? Well, of course, we don't want violence. What we don't want is violence in America. So, according to the CEO of YouTube, Miss Susan Wojcicki, who put out one of the first uh, one of the first interviews, or one of the rare interviews, she said, "What we are going to do is we're going to keep the the uh, videos of President Trump down until such time as the quote risk of violence has decreased." Unquote. Actually, she said, until we determine. We. Who's we? Yeah, it's YouTube. Until YouTube determines. Well, that's interesting. How long is that? What kind of a nonspecific endpoint is that? It's pretty much until whenever we want to. If you substitute risk of violence has decreased with whenever we want to, it's still the same number. It's whenever they want. Which is absolutely abhorrent. Because YouTube is not just doing it by itself. YouTube is doing this like Facebook is, like Twitter is, like Amazon is, like Google is. I mean, every one of these behemoths from Silicon Valley are engaging in this kind of activity, and it is absolutely abhorrent. What it's doing to our country is just, it's destroying the fabric of our country. For us to not to be able to engage in a conversation, whether you like it or not, and engage in a conversation about what we saw, what we didn't see, what's wrong, what needs to be corrected, what we see wrong in politics, what we see appropriate in politics, for us to not be able to engage in such conversation because the 
conduits of a vast majority of our information between each other are shutting it down by their own agenda is absolutely disgusting. I mean, the first question you ask yourself is who died and made Wachiki the gauge on the risk of violence? Who made her the risk of, of the, the gauge? Of, well, we're going to use the government. The government will tell us, oh, great. So now you're going to be in cahoots with the Democrats who have an interest in shutting down that kind of speech because they have an interest in making sure that we believe that President-designate Joe Biden was the rightly elected president of the United States. Second, how about the risk of violence associated in, with Antifa videos, Black Lives Matter videos, anti-American terrorist group videos? Are we going to shut those down too? I mean, is that is that part of the violence? Violence where? In Chicago? How about violence in Portland? Why aren't you counting that? No, it has to be the violence in where? Violence where? Yesterday, as you all know better than I do, yesterday was March 4th. <laughs> and I sometimes don't know what the day it is, what day it is. So, so, uh, but yesterday, most of you know, most of you remember that it's March 4th. Today, of course, being March 5th. So, so yesterday was the day where the Constitution first prescribed the peaceful transfer of power to take place. And so somehow, somewhere, I don't know where, because it was never shared with us, and the muckraking journalists are not uncovering where the information comes from. They're just accepting it at face value, much to the chagrin of their predecessors. I mean, the the older journalists, the journalists that, that uncovered scandals in government, those people must be rolling in their graves with disgust about how, the behavior of today's journalists. Today's journalists are taking at face value that the, that government officials were detecting a risk of an attack to the Capitol on March 4th. And so, therefore, we must keep our troops in the Capitol. We, meet, we must keep the Capitol secure. Says who? Well, March 4th came and went, and not a peep. Nothing happened on March 4th. So, was it real? Were you guys making it up just to uh, keep your excuse to keep the Capitol armed with militants how about how about march 20th because now they're talking about march 20th this is it ladies and gentlemen the encroachment on free speech by far by far the encroachment on free speech is the biggest threat to our country today and youtube and facebook and google and twitter and amazon and all those guys the mainstream media, all of them, are complicit in this threat to America. We must fight it. We, I guess we, we, we have to get other sources of news. Maybe President Trump can put up a social media site that can rival Twitter and Google and everybody else. But an end must be placed to this just ransacking of American culture and American values. My name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. Thank you so much for listening to our Federalist Pages podcast. Remember, we have a whole bunch of issues left to go. We got to talk about Ron DeSantis and Mario Cuomo, and Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. And we got to talk about the report requesting that a permanent military place 
military uh, presence remain in Washington, D.C. All these things and more can be heard on the remaining remainder of our podcast here today on March 5th, 2024, 2021. I thank you so much for listening. God bless you and have a great day. Everyone, my name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. For those of you who are still listening, I appreciate you being Founding Fathers Club members. I can't tell you how much your support helps. So let's keep going here. Pelosi's advisors are asking for a permanent force, a permanent military force in Washington, D.C. Yes, this is none other than General Russell Onare. Did you hear about this? Came out earlier today, at least to my attention, came out earlier today. It may have come back uh, yesterday, but Fox News has uncovered a report that General Honore, now remember this General Honore guy is that leftist general who the Republicans are really concerned because Pelosi wants to place him atop of the investigating commission that's supposed to rival and mirror the 9-11 commission. But this time it's going to be investigating the January 6th events, the assault on the Capitol. Not the riots. Don't call it a riots because it won't. It wasn't no riot. It was an assault on the Capitol. And it was pre-planned, which is why President Trump was not guilty of any insurrection or any incitement of insurrection. Nevertheless, nevertheless, this General Russell Honore is um, is a lieutenant general, and, and uh, Nancy Pelosi wants to make him the head of this investigated investigative commission. Well, this guy came out with a with a report for Nancy Pelosi asking or addressing the continued safety of the Capitol. Like if the Capitol, look, what the Capitol is unsafe from is riots from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That's what's threatening our Capitol. C-A-P-I-T-A-L. There is no threat to our Capitol, the building, C-A-P-I-T-O-L. There's no assault There's no planning on that. That is a bunch of BS by power-hungry leftists, centralists, who are controlling President-designate Biden, who doesn't even know where he's standing, who are controlling uh, President-designate Biden by trying to amass as much power as possible and not let it go. This is a threat to the viability of the United States of America. Make no mistake. And this guy, just just to put it all elevate the threat to to our freedoms this guy wants to surround washington dc with a rapid strike force okay let's let's remember who these rapid rapid strike force people are they are our brethren they are the kids that we raised put them in military uh boot camp and now they have a gun and the gun is pointed at us this is exactly what jefferson madison um Patrick Henry, George Mason, all the, even George Washington, all of them were worried about a standing about the threat of a standing militia in the United States. If you'll recall, initially we tried not to have a standing militia, and part of the reason why the why the British were able to come on in and rip our land in the in the War of eighteen twelve was because we had no standing militia or. At the very least, we had a very poorly militarized Navy because Jefferson was against it. 
And Jefferson was against it because he did not want to have a military presence against we the people. Laudable goal. Unfortunately, a um, too excessively idealistic position. And what ended up happening is we got invaded by the Brits. That's what happened. What's happening today is that the militia, which we turned into the greatest military fighting force in the history of Earth, full of patriots, full of people who are willing to die on the battlefield on our behalf, are now being placed in Washington, D.C. to turn their muskets against us. What do you think about them apples? Part of the reason why the militia is not supposed to have powers inside the borders is for precisely this reason. The militia is supposed to be against foreign invaders, and yeah, in a time of insurrection, which we don't have. We don't have an insurrection. There's no military strike taking place to the, to the United States. They are not a police force. We have a police. In the United States, it can be the Secret Service. It can be the FBI. It can be all the local and state governments. But for the federals, for the feds, it's the FBI, the CIA is actually foreign, and the Secret Service. And these guys are there to enforce the law. You don't need a rapid response military team to take down their fellow Americans with their, you want to know about weapons of war? With their weapons of war. You know, it's interesting that Democrats don't want us to have weapons of war, which the AR-15 is certainly not. And neither is a semi-automatic handgun. Pick one. It's not a weapon of war. You know what a weapon of war is? Is a fully, fully equipped military troop with tanks and missiles and automatic machine guns and drones. That is a weapon of war. And that is exactly what the Democrats want to have pointed at us in Washington, D.C. This is absolutely disgusting. We are in real danger, ladies and gentlemen. And the bottom line is not, I'm not being paranoid. This is not a paranoia that I'm, that I'm sharing with you. The danger is not necessarily with these troops. God bless them. The danger lies in the power-hungry statists who want to hold on to their COVID-19 acquired power and don't want to let it go. And we're going to have to wrestle it out of their hands, and hopefully we can do it by the vote. We shall see. Andrew Cuomo is in serious trouble in the meantime. The news today <clears throat> that just shocked me and is leading me to come in and share it with you in a timely manner. I can't wait until Monday to share this with you because it's so, <laughs> shall I say, deplorable. Is now that they that now we're hearing from top aides to Governor Andrew Cuomo that a report written by the state by state health officials in New York undercounted more than nine thousand. COVID deaths so that he wouldn't look, I'm going to phrase it for you because this is not what they're saying, but this is what they mean. So he wouldn't look so bad against Ron DeSantis, who was kicking his butt. He was embarrassed. He knew that his policy, Andrew Cuomo, knew that his policy of sending frail elderly patients into the nursing homes, come hell or high water without knowing 
whether they had COVID or not without even allowing the nursing homes to ask the question. That policy was killing elderly individuals, and he knew that his political career was ruined for having done so. We were calling him out at the Federalist Pages from the time that I wrote the Corona Lessons book. It's amazing. I had no idea that I, what I was stumbling into when I wrote about it. I just knew it was gross. Anyway, now it turns out that the guy actually manipulated a report so that it would show numbers that were not true. The reason why I bring this up is not only to keep the pressure on the Democrats with our hundreds of thousands of followers that we have amassed here at the Federalistpages.com slash news and our podcast, but but also but also to to bring light to the fact that this guy has now crossed the threshold, the accusations have now crossed the threshold from just being a scumbag by touching women in the wrong place and kissing them and get, and having just engaging in just inappropriate conversations when he was 63 and the recipient of his comments was a 25-year-old girl. I mean, seriously. Seriously. The threshold has been crossed into criminal allegations. For the governor to purposefully influence and help manipulate a public document, or what will be a public document, so that the public can be fooled into believing that the government is doing better than it's doing, to me, sounds like uh, there, there's there got to be some sort of law that a, that a faithful prosecutor can use to put this guy in jail. Again, the underlying theme, the statists, the, st- the power-hungry statists, they're taking us down, ladies and gentlemen, and we have to stop them. And of course, you know, the degree of corruption and fraud in the Cuomo administration is startling. The things that he was getting away with is startling. You know why he was getting away with it? Because again, like in our prior topics of conversation, those those institutions, those programs that were supposed to keep a watchful eye on government and to make sure that government does not, that those who are governing do not run away with their intoxication over power, over having more power, those people needed to be kept in check. And you know who didn't do it? The media. The media didn't do it because they love the left. And our country is going to manure. And yet, they're complicit with the whole thing. And so is YouTube. And so is Google. And so is Amazon. And so is Twitter. One last point, because we're going to end this on a favorable note. Governor Ron De- Bravo to Ru- Governor Ron DeSantis, the governor from Florida. Right before coming on the air here to talk to you all, I was listening to him on the radio here in Florida. As you know, I'm... I'm uh, Stationed here in sunny Venice, Florida, where today the temperature is into the high 70s, low 80s. It's beautiful, sunny upside, outside with uh, uh, with very little clouds, but it's going to be different tomorrow. I hear there's a cold front coming in tomorrow, and it's going to be raining all day. But for today, for today, I get to bask in this beautiful weather. And I get to bask in the fact that I have a great governor, Governor Ron DeSantis. You know what he said right before I came over, right before I turned on my my microphone to spend some time with you all. He said, in answer to a reporter, 
I am not doing a vaccine mandate in Florida. There will be no vaccine mandate. Of course, the reporter, leftist sadist, supporter of everything that's going wrong in our country, as many other reporters are, comes back with, oh, horror, how can you possibly do that? And he said, look, it's very simple. And these, this is the thought that I really want to share with you that I was so impressed with. It's really very simple. It's available for you. We will give it to everybody who wants one. I will make sure that it's as available as possible. If you want it, you can get it. It'll be here. If you don't want it, well, then that's your personal decision. Bravo, Governor Ron DeSantis. Bravo for keeping the priorities of governance in check, for knowing exactly what true governance is, and for remembering the liberties and the freedoms and the respect thereof by, by those who are governing us that make this country such a wonderful place to live. I hope the pendulum swings in your favor, favor because right now the bad guys are really misbehaving. My name is Dr. Julio Gonzalez. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Founding Fathers Club. And hopefully I'll have some more words for you on Monday. Thank you. God bless. Have a great day. Bye-bye.